you're tuned in to Spray Makers, a podcast that dives deep into the world of water skiing with Chris Rossi and Trent Fenlison. Crazy times in the world right now with COVID-19, and we hope everyone is staying safe. The boys wanted to take this time while they can't be traveling to reminisce about some of their favorite ski spots and some of the most iconic locations in the sport. Enjoy the listen, and once we get past all of this, think about where you want to take your next getaway. I love skiing at my home lake. I think it's, I mean, I ski at some amazing lakes, but there is something different about traveling to another lake and having the experience. And it's not just the experience on the water. It's the whole package. And for me, I I can't live without traveling and skiing. Yeah, no. And it is, it's like, I I mean, you know, yes, it's absolutely one of the, the, the things I cherish the most about, you know, having been involved in this sport for so long is, I mean, I've skied on almost every continent in the world, you know, I mean, Europe, Asia, Africa, obviously North America, South America, Australia, you know, and, and, and I mean, it, it's, it's like that and just that in itself is a blessing. You know, I got to travel the world with, with, with my best friends. Um, and you know, <clears throat> not always see a whole bunch, but experience a whole bunch, man. Cause it's a, you know, it's just this extended ski family, you know, no matter where on, in the world you are, like you're, you're, if you're skiing, you're with friends. So it's, it's, it's kind of cool. What, what, uh, what, what's, you know, you've been, you've been all over, man. What, what's, you know, what's one of the, one of the highlights where one of your favorite places to travel to ski to? Uh, well, I mean, we're going to, let's, let's just, let's just get this, knock this one out, out of the way. And, and I'm, I know it's mm-hmm. going to be on your list too. Like, let's just do radar Lake right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, this is not a play. This is not a anything. It's real. Yeah. yeah you do, and y- y'all can't, until you do you there's no way you'll understand like you know the, the the gates open and the trees are you know 50 feet high and and like i mean you're driving down this 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 beautiful little road on the top of a mountain and like when you catch that first glimpse of the lake it's i mean it's uh awe inspiring to say the very least it's it's, it's crazy and, and it, yeah, the, the, that, that feeling never goes away every single time uh, that I drive uh. in there. I mean, I was there, I was there what last week or two weeks ago, yep. you know, and it's 50 degrees at, at the, at the warmest possible. I bet it was 50 degrees raining, roll up the hill. And I'm still, I got, you know, my heart's racing. I'm thinking, I'm like, <laughs> why didn't I bring my ski? I can't believe I'm blowing it. And just to see that Lake, know the history you know, yeah. I, thinking of all the sets I've taken where, you know, Herb was either uh, sitting on his porch looking out at me or or down at the starting dock and, and watching and, and ready to get mm-hmm. some, you know, just to say hi and, and figure out what's going on. And, gotcha. and then all the, all the sets I got to take with uh, with Eddie Roberts, you know, and, and mm-hmm. having him in the boat and just the stoke and the, the feel. And, yeah. Gosh, you know. I, I can remember like one of my favorite sets ever there. It was a, a photo shoot back in... Um, Sorry, I uh, probably 2016, we'll say. And it was, it was, um, 2017 because my son was born. Sorry. So anyway, it was, uh, it was just me. It was Eddie Roberts' son, Eddie, driving, mm-hmm. um, Teskey shooting, and then my wife and my newborn son in the boat. And it was, and it was, of all the wild fun times I've had there, that one was just like, I look back on those pictures, man, and like my, and my heart skips a beat. It, it was just perfect glass, spring day you know, good friends, family in the boat and just, we, you know, the whole place to ourselves. And, and it's just, you just, you just stand there or you come around the Island skiing and you just like, you can't breathe it in enough. It's uh, it, that place is magic. 
I mean, and and to have to have uh, two different mountain ranges on both sides of the lake, you know, you're looking at two different two, two different types of stuff. I mean, you just every moment you're on that property, it feels yeah. magical, and and then to know that uh, the skis are built right down at the at the base of yeah. the, uh, the base of the lake, and to have have that 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 in your tool shed, I guess, or whatever, is just it just the whole package comes together like insane. And, and then just remembering the bonfires and the, and the camaraderie that we've had out yeah. there and, and spending nights in the Panda boat. And, yeah. and it's just like, as a, as a complete package, I don't know that I've ever been anywhere else that I've had more fun as a entire package as there. Yes. Agreed. So, yes. So I mean, why not that, kick it off there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're and, go there anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 the and the lore the lore is that you know, it's not really it's not open. It's not an open. It's not open to the public. You can't just roll in there. I mean, and and and, and I think that does play into it a little bit to keep it even more special. You know. Yeah. It's, it's so anyway. I want I had to kick it off with that because I mean that is what Good. it is. But let let's uh let's move on to something something else. So so I brought that up. So. How about you throw, um, you throw one okay, out yeah. there for me? You know, and, and just for completely different reasons, but the opportunity to, you know, I skied in probably five Moomba Masters. And and, and that, there there is, I mean, there is something, well, it's not an intangible. It, 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 here's exactly what it is. I mean, you are on a river downtown Melbourne, one of the, you know, one of the, you know, the biggest city in the, in, uh, you know, in the country. And I mean, when you like the, just the, just the phrase or the term Swan street bridge just will always Ugh. mean something to me. And that's, you know, if, if that's down at the far end of the lake and it's typically your opening pass. So you, you start, um, you start on the backside of the bridge. So you get up and, and all you see is this, all you see is a bridge, you know, you're coming and there's huge concrete pilings and for your, at your first one, You've probably never skied between concrete pilings before, you know, unless you're a river skier and, and the boat gets up to speed, you don't see anything. And then when you come under that bridge, the city explodes in your face. Um, the whole, the whole skyline opens up and all you see is, you know, uh, high rises and city and people. And it's just sort of like, bam, welcome to Moomba. <laughs> you know? Oh man. Don't forget to pull up for your gates. And, and that end is always the rolliest in terms of <laughs> gates too. So it's just like, here you go. Moomba it is. <laughs> so when someone falls on their opening pass there, you know, unfortunately happened to Robert Pergozzi this year. Like, don't, like there's a reason, like it's, it's something, man. Well, a uh, couple things. Number one, like what you just said, like when you come underneath that bridge, I, I, uh, I had the, I was fortunate enough to ski two of them. And when you come underneath that bridge, like you said, it's, it's, there is a, some powerful emotions going on. And then if you guys go back, go back and just look at the, go, go back and look at the webcast from this past year and just watch what the boat's doing when the skier has to pull out. And <laughs> I mean, we can, the, the amount of mo, uh, uh, emotions that run through your head in that event is insane. I mean, you yeah. have, you go from like, it's, it's fear, it's excitement, it's panic, it's elation. It's, you know, you're like yeah. the, the, the amount, the amount of stuff leading up to it. And then you, once you come underneath that bridge and the crowd's there and it's all there, man, and, and they're going nuts. And when you ski good, they, they go crazy. And when you ski bad, I mean, I, last time I skied there, I, uh, I pre-released at buoy one on my opening pass. Yeah. So yeah, I know what it's like. I sat there. I, I know exactly what Pagosi feels like, and it it's not it's not good. 
It's not good. It's not going to lie about it. It's embarrassing. <laughs> and, and it's, it's just such a letdown for all the work that you put in, but you know what? Every single one of us knows what you're feeling right there and knows that it could be us. Yeah. And, and yeah, you might throw a little side fist like when it's not you, but yeah. yeah. And anyway, that, that <laughs> event's insane, man. It is, it is, it, 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 it is, it's, um, you know, there's, you know, people, there's comments, people, you know, well, the conditions and it doesn't really crown the best gear. And it's like, no, absolutely false. You know, it crowns the best gear on that day. And, and any one of those guys who fell on their opener at some point in their Moomba career, I mean, that they, <clears throat> they would, would, would trade anything to be, the, to be the guy on the podium. And that's kind of the funny thing is, is the guy who falls on his opener also could have been the guy who won that year. And it's, it's, uh, it's not, it's not generally met with sour grapes. Like, you know, this place sucks. Can't believe I bother coming here. It's like, holy crap. I, I can't believe I fell on my opener and that guy just ran three of 41. I'm willing to ski in front of that many people in yeah. any conditions, man, just yeah. about any conditions. I mean, yeah. I, I've, I've seen some stuff recently that, uh, that puts me like, man, I'm kind of glad I didn't have to ski in that event, but, <laughs> but Moomba. Oh yeah. yeah. I want, I want in and I want to, uh, I want to do it. And, uh, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it, the, 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 the lure of that, that event is, is sky high, man. Yeah. Yeah. So where, uh, what, what else, what else stands out? What, what else on your, uh, on First your list? First time, one of the, I mean, I, I've had my mind blown a lot, but, uh, I had a, I had the fortunate, um, I had a friend fortunately reach out to me and I, I was kind of in the, uh, back in the day I was into the U S pro tour. We had enough stops that it was all that I can handle. And I made a lot of good friends and was, was obviously moving up in the rankings as I was, uh, experiencing, experiencing this. And I had a lot of great mentors, you know, uh, Wade Cox took me under his, uh, arms and, and the other person who really took me in was Jason Paredes. And, you know, JP was like, yo, you should, you should come to Mumba. You should, uh, you should start looking into these international events. They're really cool. And, and, uh, why don't you come with me? And so, you know, the. I hadn't ever traveled internationally. So for me, that was like a big step. And, uh, anyway, he's like, number one, most important thing. You got to come to this, this tournament in England. You got to come to Prince's club oh, and you wow. got to come yeah. to the Prince's pro-am. Yeah, and, yeah. and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm in, I'm in. And, and they speak English there. And so I'm not as intimidated and you know, all these, all these crazy, stupid fears I had that I, you know, oh, I don't know what's going to be like there. So you know, you land and you, obviously all the U S flights going over there land in the morning and you yeah. land at something, you land at like stupid times, like six thirty AM. Exactly. And you're like, well, yes. well, I can't go to my hotel. Uh, I guess I'll go to the lake, you know? And <laughs> so you rent a car and now you just got to go from, from, you know, Heathrow airport to Prince's club is like, it's, it's literally like right there. I mean, you just basically yeah. have to drive around the airport to get to it. Yeah, you go like a, like maybe 10 roundabouts, but it's probably about 500 yards. <laughs> yeah. But these roundabouts are real, man. Like <laughs> they, they have yeah. the inside out roundabouts. Dude, th there's and like, that one that's got a roundabout at every intersection of the roundabout. Yeah. It's wild. I mean, <laughs> it's just wild. So, I mean, just, uh, just, just getting from the airport to the club, yeah. even though it's right there was, it was always interesting. And then you show up and, and uh, Duncan Hancock's always like, "Hey man, 
huge open arms, ready to, ready yeah. to take you in. He, I mean, how does he know who I am? You know, I mean, he knew JP. So then I guess I had the, I had the, uh, the in anyway, but like made me feel at home. And then you pull into the club and there's a clubhouse and I'm talking yeah. proper clubhouse. They're got they, They're cooking burgers and, and you can have a salad and you can have all these things. And then they've got a pub like right there. Yeah. I mean, at and the then, water ski club. Yeah. yeah. And then you turn around and look out and there's a nice, uh, dock leading out to, to kind of a T and at the end of the T on both sides, our skiers getting ready to ski. There's a huge board of skiers just, just lined up. If you want to ski, you can put your name at the bottom of the list, keep working down. And then those two, those two ends of that dock go to two different lakes. You know, and then these and they're, and they're just- awesome lakes too, man. And it might be 45 degrees, dude. And like people are like wearing their wetsuits, like, you know, like they're, you know, like, like tennis players would be wearing, you know, their tennis skirts and stuff. They just show up, throw their wetsuits on, hang out, have a pint. It, like it's, it's, uh, it, that was a really special setup, man. Oh, I mean, like in my mind, I just went, this is what I've always been looking for and have never come across. I didn't even yeah. know that I was looking for this, but yeah. I'm looking for this. I mean, the whole package. So, you know, and then, I mean, obviously it helps like, uh, it's not, it's, it was not the easiest place to ski for the, for a pro-am, no. you know, the conditions are all over the map. You, you know, the year before I went, they had is the year that I think Andy ran 41 or, you know, everybody skied out of their mind. So I'm like, <laughs> Oh, this place is going to be sick. You no. know, I land, awesome. chill out for, for uh, part of the day. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to practice, you know? And then I go out and I run my first pass and I'm like, oh my gosh, the water's freezing. It's got, <laughs> it's got, it's got some movement to it. The boat's propane or I, I don't know. Some of the times it was propane. Some of the times so. it was petrol, you know, you don't know, but you know, you have all these factors and then you go out and like, I mean, my first time skiing there, I hit buoy one at 38, clipped my ski, went down, blew my eardrum. Bam. <laughs> you know, and, and I don't know why that place it, was so hard, man. Yeah. It was so hard. I mean, I I went there. I bet you I did three of them. I don't think I ran thirty eight one other than in practice, which I always seem to do just fine. I didn't run thirty eight once on the main lake on the on the Finger Lakes uh, where the you know where the main docks were. You were describing those lakes skied awesome. The, over where the pro was, dude. I never figured that lake out. I'm watching you guys ski your asses off and i just i i stunk every time <laughs> it, it but but that's that's part of it it's like it's like yeah. what we're going back to moomba right like it's not yeah. it's not everybody can ski great on a good on a on a perfect lake i mean yeah. and that's a mentality i've had in my you know deal like if i go to the lake and it's calm i'm like everybody can ski good but i got to practice when it's not you know and i got to expose myself to that stuff so when you put adversity into it i think you even see the better skiers show up more you know, yeah. than that. So, yeah. Yeah. And then just, just the, the, the club, the people in the club, um, you know, how it, it, it just felt glamorous to me. There wasn't a, yeah, it no, wasn't that's a good. huge, that's, it wasn't no, a huge accurate. crowd, but it was like, there was a feeling, you know, and yeah, yeah. Some people showed up in, in, uh, Ferraris and, you know, there True. was, there was definitely some like exotic feeling to, to parts of the club, but that didn't define the club. It didn't, you didn't, you didn't have to show up in a, in a, yeah. you know, in a sports car to be cool. Like everybody dug it. Everybody was into it. It was on the bank holiday. So everybody was ready to party. And I think of the, I don't know how many I went to, but I, I went to a lot of them and the, <laughs> and I think I had good weather once yeah. and that didn't mean that it skied out of, out of this world, but 
I would rather be. I mean, I, I watched Steve Cockrum crash at four ball at 39, slide How up the, cool sl- was that? the ramp and launch <laughs> off the backside <laughs> of the ramp. That is you still know. the coolest. Hey, you, and you guys, you, you can like absolutely like Google this. It's Steve Cockrum, water ski crash, jump ramp, some combination of that. And you'll find it, dude. It, and that, yes, I mean, uh, through the second wake, out the front, but did it in a manner that like he landed perfectly on his back so he wasn't going to slow down. And whoop, I mean, he had to have went 80 feet. He I, had to I, have went 80 feet. I don't know. but it, He but flew, it, dude. It was, it was terrifying. Unbelievable. <laughs> it was so cool. Because he wasn't hurt, though, is it kind of the thing, you know? It, yeah. And we had potential for 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 a, like serious disaster, but you can watch it now uh, a little bit lightheartedly because he, he was actually fine, but <laughs> it, is, it was absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah. Ter- it went from terrifying to super cool pretty quick, but like, <laughs> I'm not sure that, that, that maybe we should have the ramp there, you know? <laughs> and then, uh, uh, another, another, just a couple things on that one. Like I had some, some great battles, uh, there that also, yeah. you know, when you, when you, when you're on the winning end of it, it, it tends to, to stick better, but like, I still, I've won and lost there so many times and so many great skiers have come out on top, but like, I skied against like I, I won the I won the uh, the qualifying round. So one year we got to pick who we went against, right? And so in that year there was this little this little punk kid who was skiing uh, great. Oh, I know who you're gonna say. And, and, <laughs> that was my and, last year there. And, and, yeah, go ahead. And, and his name ends up being Freddie Winter. Yeah, who? And, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, who is this kid, right? So I'm like, this young kid. He 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 made the finals. He's eighth place. He did, you know? and, and I didn't. And that was like I, that. I mean, that was I was skiing quite good back then. I was like. Dude, this 16-year-old, this I don't even know who this kid is, and and he made the finals and I didn't. I was like, but he was so cool that I, you know, it was actually I was okay with it. <laughs> oh, exactly, exactly. So, you know, that now I'm 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 in this position where I get the I get to pick who I go against. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna take that rookie right there because there's no way that when he's pushed, you know, when he's pushed to this level, that he's gonna that he's gonna rise uh-huh. to the occasion. He's gonna blow it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get an easy pass through here. And, and I know I'm going to ski good, but I'm going to get an easy pass. Right. And what happens that little punk goes out and not only does he ski good, he skis like three at 39. I think that was like his PB at the time. <laughs> like he PBs on a hard site in the, was so in, in cool, the highest man. pressure situation you could be in and does it, you know, and you're just like, yeah. oh gosh, I picked wrong. I pick wrong <laughs> and now I got to dig deep. And what happens? I slow turn one and now I'm looking at two and Uh-oh. two, instead of looking out in front of me is looking beside me. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh no, this isn't happening. And so, you know, you're, you go hard into two and you're like, I need a big one here, you know? And anyway, I, I ended up, you know, I ended up squeaking out, uh, squeaking out the win over him in that, in that, uh, in that, you know, a division of eight, uh, part of the, part of the thing. And, uh, and then luckily, you know, I, I made it to the final. I, I beat somebody else moving on in the quarters and I go to the finals and I got to go against my, my homie, Aaron Larkin, you know, and wow. he's, he's been working and skiing there. I mean, and the guy's on fire, you know, and you're yeah. just like, I, 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 oh my gosh. And we just had a crazy battle and to come out on top, uh, felt really good, but like it's, it's a, it's the, it's almost the process of getting there. And, and anyway, the, the whole thing of princes, man, that place, we, we lost that site. It's gone forever. Um, yeah. it, it will live in, it will live in legend for me. And I just really wish that, uh, all you guys listening here that didn't get a chance to either visit or ski there. I wish you could have, because it, 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 it was one of those, uh, uh, life changing 
for kind sure. of experiences. And you like, and and, you, and it's been said a thousand times, like from from people leaving there, like if we had a hundred of these across the country, that you know, you know, it, it could uh, forever change, forever change the sport. And that's that's probably accurate, you know, but. Um, so from, from there, and I wouldn't even have thought about London, dude, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go Alberta, Canada. Um, and I'm just going to say the whole province because, um, <clears throat> some of my, you know, best skiing memories, one down in Calgary is the Predator Bay Ski Club. Ooh. Um, dude, it, it is the model of how, you know, if <clears throat> private ski clubs, you know, there's obviously a need for them. So it is the model of how a private ski club should be run though. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable man like first of all it, it's a little bit like um you know radar lake in that you know it's it's in the foothills it's not quite in the mountains but you you turn the corner through the gate and then you're coming down this steep sort of side cut uh road into the foothills and and when you make this the last corner you're probably still you know 100 feet above the lake and and it just opens up and you can see both lakes two massacrafts, perfect, you know, do, uh, perfect docks and, and clubhouse. And, and it's, it's another one of those, you, you turn that corner and it opens up for you and you're like, okay, like this, this is why I, you know, I flew to Canada and that's, uh, you know, the club members, you know, <clears throat> are amazing. They, they, uh, they do all kinds of kids programs. They keep the, the, the provincial team, you know, the junior team going and, um, from clinics, to, they've hosted, they've hosted, unarguably the most successful, the most, um, you know, awe inspired world championships ever. Um, you, you know, you can, over the years, you can complain about a lot of worlds and, but the, the 2009 world championships was, was a model that you will never be repeated because there was just too much work. There was too many investors or, I mean, they, but I mean, it was a, instead of being tucked away in, in the bush somewhere or <clears throat> in some strange country with no spectators, they actually, they organized a, an outdoor um, <clears throat> music festival, dude, uh, with, uh, they had, they had a, a, an amphitheater built on one of the turn islands, dude. Like, so, I mean, you're, you're, you're circling to, to come in on, uh, you know, on your, on your first or third pass and, and you're literally going around a full size stage and amphitheater sound system. I mean, the whole deal, like what, what they achieved out there, what they accomplished in that tournament, um, you know, it, it absolutely looking back on, on, on my, this whole deal that I've done, I, I'll never, ever forget a moment of, of the lead up to that tournament, the tournament itself. Um, it, it, absolutely incredible. Uh, dude, I mean, as far as the tournament goes, that's the uh, gold standard. So gold standard. They 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 put out. There was a lot of thought. There was a lot of uh, energy put into that event, and oh. uh, it was it it still to this day is is the pinnacle of how you run a tournament and and what what if 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 you are going to hold the world championships and you are going to be that this is that that is the gold standard and and. I think we should have that kind of money put into and, and thought and, and, and execution put into a world championships. If it's it going to be the pinnacle. It was unbelievable. It was, it was bigger than the, you know, apart from Moomba, but as a, as a specific water ski tournament, it was, it was the biggest event I've ever been to, let alone a world championship. I've never seen anything like it, you know? Um, and just, you know, it, it's, it's funny. Like they're coming up on their, 25th year and and what's crazy you know i've been doing clinics up there for probably 
23 years and it's the same core group, Dan and Sue Velsic and Richard Road And, and, and uh, I mean, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it at that because there's too many of my friends up there that I'm going to forget, but every, I mean, it's the same core group from, from day one, you know, and they're, they're still there. So it's, a uh, it's unbelievable. And if, and then if, so now that we're in, we're in Alberta, go North two hours. And then the other one for me, uh, is Shalom Park. Um, and, and that one's special for me because that, you know, that's where I grew. That's where I kind of grew up trying to prove myself. I, when I was a kid living in Saskatchewan, you, you go over to Shalom park for one of their tournaments. You better bring, you better bring your a game. Cause I, for, for me, I felt like I, I was stepping onto Callaway gardens or, or, you know, like stepping into like hollowed ground. I was like, this is where the pros are, dude, you know, and, and looking back, you know, they were still just a bunch of kids, but you know, you come from, you know, Emma Lake, you know, or Loon Lake in Saskatchewan skiing on, on public water and you you step foot on this perfect man-made lake, you know, next to the North Saskatchewan River and and you've got Lou Ellens, Craig and Jarrett, you know they're probably lurking around somewhere breaking world records and and you know, Bruce Dodd and and like just dude, this is where the pros are, man. I I I was so scared driving in there my whole childhood. I almost like I almost hated going, you know, until I got a, a little bit older. I, uh, I, uh, I actually, I, I qualified for the, you know, there was a pro tour back then. I qualified for the pro tour at, um, Vern Oberg, who was like a huge supporter of Canadian water skiing forever. A uh, good, good, good friend. Um, at, so he organized the tournament and, and, uh, you know, he'd said, Oh, I heard you skiing pretty good. Da, da, da. Like I said, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, try to qualify for the pro tour. It was three or 39. And he, he had just said like, all right, well, you know, you qualify, I'm going to pay your entry fee and I'm going to pay your entry fee for, for, for your first tour stop too, which ended up being in Abbotsford. But, um, so anyway, it's that kind of place you know, Ken Nelson, he's been there forever. And now it's, you know, Christy Krause and Chuck Krause and, and they're, they're running an, an operation there too. And that's, you know, if you do end up there, kind of some of my, kind of my thought into, you know, this podcast was, you know, if, if you end up in Calgary, Alberta, like contact these places, you know, uh, Predator is a, is a private site, but you could probably find someone to get you in there, at least have a look at it. Uh, Shalom Park up in Edmonton, that's that's open to the public. It's, it's uh, you know, you pay by the ride. Doesn't matter who you are. Uh, they'll pull you. Um, Trent, but I've anyway, never it, been it, there, bro. No way, dude. It's unbelievable. It's a uh, I'm feeling Canadian I'm feeling me and you. I'm feeling me and dude. you are going to have to go up there and you're going to have to show it, me show me the ropes. It's crazy nice, man. And then you're up there and then you're you're mountain biking with your buddies cuz it's some of the best mountain biking in the world, but you know, um, more so down south in Calgary Banff area. Um, but I mean, yeah, up you know, up in Edmonton, it, it's crazy. They're they're hosting the Canadian Nationals this year and I haven't been to a Canadian Nationals in probably 10 or 11 years, but I'm absolutely going to this one just, you know, because of the nostalgia. So, um maybe uh, I can get my citizenship and yeah. and in, 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 in that kind of time and, and qualify or something. Dude, I, you I actually Canadian so. nationals, you can actually ski as, a, as an international. Hey, that's good to know. You, you just can't, you just can't win. <laughs> so, Aww. so, uh, Hey, Hey buddy, <laughs> I'm guaranteed the W. So you, you, you can come if you like. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, love so, I love it. I love it. Alberta, real quick. Alberta, Canada. More. Yeah. Go ahead. Yep. I got one more comment. I think, I mean, I love predator Bay, man. That place, Ooh. the way, the way it just, the way it skis unreal. I, I'm pretty sure I'd put money on it. That the best 39 I've ever run was my last time I skied there. Uh, I ran a 39 that when I when I finished my set, I said, I don't think in a competition I've ever run 39 as well as I did. 
right here, the, right now. The place skis unbelievable. Like, cause it, the water, you know, it's never, it's not going to get above 75. Um, so, and it's crystal, crystal clear. So like, and it's 10 feet deep or 11 feet yep. deep. So, yep. so there are like three factors that are, that are just going to make it ski lights out. It's surrounded with towering pine trees. I'm not even kidding you, man. Like, so like, I, <laughs> like just feeding the Canadian Canadian stereotype, but I'm, I, I'm doing a clinic up there. You know, it's probably 60 degrees sweatpants. Uh, I always say uh, Calgary, Canada in the summertime, it's uh, it's sweaters and sunscreen. Um, <laughs> dude, I, I have a guy come in. He comes around one, comes uh, comes out to two and like pulls up big time. And I'm like, and he looks a little panicked. I'm like, I'm thinking, <laughs> I, I see, you see deer swimming across, which is like really cool. You see beaver uh, again, like Canadian stereotype. Dude, there was a moose, uh, like a moose man. Like a moose head is about the size of a Fiat. It was yeah, unbelievable. Exactly. There was a moose swimming through the course. So I was just no like, way. done, done. This is, I just, I, I mean, if, if there had been a beer, I would have cracked it because it was <laughs> that the whole Canadian stereotype was coming, coming through, you know, Tim Horton's coffee and, and, a, and a moose swimming through the course. Oh man. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready, uh, man. It's something. Give me uh, give me one more spot. <clears throat> okay, one more spot real quick. Uh, this one is based on how I felt while skiing. Okay. Yeah, so like yeah. you can go you can go places and you can have the experience, you can have all these things, but like where has my where have I been where I just was like this my ski has never felt like this or this good? And I'm gonna say the Greater Miami Ski Club in hmm. 1998, Main Lake. <laughs> Like I can tell you the the time because over time I think the maybe that perception has changed a little bit, but 1998 down there October water's cooled off a little bit not not that mm-hmm. hot summer summer water like it's it's down you know cool for them down to 80 or something like that you know, and uh, I've never felt the water be so soft yet supportive yet fast side to side. I mean, almost to where I felt like I could make five times more errors and still run a higher line than I was running at home in Orlando. Huh. Like, I, I don't know how to explain the feeling of like my ski passing through the water there. Uh, but the, the texture, the, that, that lake is like 30 feet deep, like 30 no feet way. deep. Yeah. It's nuts, dude. It's nuts. It's like 30 feet deep. It's lined with these crazy tall, I think it's pine trees. I don't know. I haven't been there in a while, but I think it was oh, pine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's super lined. You're on a, it's a perfect canal. There's really very little opportunity for wind unless it blows right down the pipes. Yeah. Um, you know, the starting dock is where all the crowd is. Down the lake is basically not really viewable. I mean, you can walk down between these warehouses and find a little spot that you can you can see, but when you're actually skiing, all you see is this canal, tall trees, and this crazy deep water that you're ski when you're in it. I mean, you know what you feel, you know, you know, when people go to Okahili, they feel that sensation, but I mean, yeah. this was that on steroids. Like it just, crazy. it felt so amazing that, uh, it just blew my mind. And, 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 and our reason why I tell you that date is because that date for me, I went out and I ran my first 39 ever. I was only, I was only there because friends of mine, like, um, like, uh, 
Wade Cox and Chris Sullivan, they were like, dude, you got to come to these events. And uh, actually, I think uh, Simon Hill was in that gang and uh, and uh, uh, Ronnie Barton was uh, Ronnie Bischoff now was uh, well, they were all telling me, like, dude, you got to come to these events. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't think I'm good enough. I'm going to wait until I'm running 39 more. And they're like, no, 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 you got to come down here. Like there's something <laughs> special about these places and you're skiing out of your mind. You got to come. And so anyway, through a, through a crazy experience, I, I ran 39, uh, in that, in that event, I think I became the 26th person ever to run, uh, 39, which I mean, it sounds crazy. I don't know. For me, it it sounds anticlimactic. Like I'd rather be in the top 10 or the top five or whatever, but (laughs) but like, whatever. But but nowadays, like, you're like, I don't know how many hundreds of people have done it, but uh, back then there was a number to it, you know? And so that, that was cool. Right. And so I throw the fist, I'm I'm in the water after my 39. I'm like, I don't know. I I, I can't even control myself, you know? (laughs) And then all of a sudden the rope comes tight and they're like, yo, it's go time, you know? And and, uh, maybe that round, it was, uh, uh, my friend Rocky driving and Rocky Pasqua. Yeah. I mean, the dude could drive the boat, like nobody's business, man. He just, he just, uh, poetry and motion behind the wheel, you know? And, and, uh, anyway, like the rope comes tight and they're like, dude, you got 41 to go. And I'm like, I, I, I couldn't even wrap my head around it, bro. I, I just went and skied Me neither. One. I literally just went and skied one and came in. Right. And then I'm like, I'm riding cloud nine. I'm just, I'm yeah. like level tening. Right. And then yeah. what happens? Uh, I don't know. Eight skis, skiers later, yeah. Mapple goes Mapple goes out and ties the world record. Oh, hey, over here! I'm still here, you guys. <laughs> Dude, I, I finished. I ran one at 41 in, in 1998 uh, and finished fourth. I mean, there crazy. were guys. There were guys coming out of nowhere that I didn't even know about. Mike Isay. I mean, the dude. Like, who is this guy? Don't know. I don't know. And he goes out and he's smoking buoys and and Steve Cockrum. You know, like. Yeah. Ralphie, like king of smooth. Like, I don't even know how that guy ran the buoys he ran because he never looked like he was even working. And he's just like smoking me. And I'm just like sitting there on the dock, like, what is going on here? I just killed, <laughs> I killed it for the time frame. And now I'm still, I finished fourth. So Crazy. on my highest day of my life, I'm like, yes. And then I leave and I'm like, so much work to do. But how does that feel though, man? I mean, like my first one, my first 39, I ran at um, Covington Ski Ranch over in, in uh, well, in Covington, Louisiana. Um, and it was just like, it, it, it was, and we talked about a little bit of this couple couple uh, episodes ago, but it was, I left the dock absolutely knowing it was going to happen w- without even like, without even like mentally, without even like verbalizing it, you know, but it was just like, I just knew that I knew exactly what was going to happen. And, and it was, uh, you know, it, it's just, I, I came in and, and it was like, just so elated. And I remember like standing in the out there, have an outdoor shower there. It's like, that place is paradise too. That's why it's easy for me to bring this into this list, but, uh, just standing there in the shower and I'm like, dude, I'm pretty sure I got tears in my eyes. I can't really tell because I'm in the shower. So I'm not crying. You're crying kind of thing, but I'm, it was just, just like <laughs> unbelievable. So yeah, that's another one of those, uh, dream, dream places, you know, and then I'm sitting here in Texas. I got, aquaplex you know 20 miles north and that that's like you know i want a collegiate national title there that's where will asher set the, it's it's like a shit now it's like a 20 year old collegiate record three and a half at 41 and that place you know had, talking about like unique properties you're talking about miami that place no place have i ever skied where wind doesn't matter and I don't, i'm not even saying that it necessarily stays incredibly calm 
but you can have a 20 mile an hour crosswind there and, and, and your ski is so connected to the water and so fast side to side at the same time that it's like that that's, you know, that's absolutely a go-to spot here. Um, then I got San Marcos river ranch 10 miles to the North and, and it's like, you know, the site of 2014 U S nationals, 2017 U S nationals. I fell in love, bro. You know, I love it there. Oh my gosh. It's incredible. Yeah. There's just too many. There's too many. And like every, and then each one, you know, brings back a different memory and, and a different reason why you absolutely love it. So I, I'm, you know, kind of, I guess where I'm going all of a sudden is like, there's not many, I don't know if I've ever been to a ski like that. I'm like, I absolutely hate this place. <laughs> no, I mean, the only, the only way that that would happen is if you had, and it doesn't, it doesn't happen. I really don't have that. I mean, is that yeah. if you had like the wrong, the wrong vibe going on? Yeah. The wrong people. Know? Sometimes, yeah. sometimes like, sometimes I can get caught up in like, you know, sometimes you go places and I, like, I, I won't name names, but like you go places and you know, they're, they're watching the the boat driver video of every set. And, <laughs> and then you come in and you're like, yeah, I ski pretty good. And they're like, yeah, well the, the boat, the boat weaved a little bit, so it's not even legit. And you're like, well, got it. I actually don't give two craps about that. You know, like I just went out and had a great set. It wasn't for a score. And you know, if that happened, well, we'll adjust it and we'll move on. But like, we don't need yeah. to, to pull this vibe down. Like maybe that's like the only thing that I could see. Like <laughs> when people become too obsessed with the rules or, or the driving yeah. or like, this is a freedom thing for me. Like when I'm out there, it's my, it's my chance to shine and, and, uh, and my time to be in my moment, you know? And, yeah. and, and I got to a place during ski school where I stopped, uh, I, I, I really pulled back on the people that I let ride in the boat and it had nothing to do with those people personally. It had to do with my experience, you know? Yeah. So I think that that's kind of a, a big thing too. And, I'm super lucky here in Utah. I mean, we've got some crazy great sites. I mean, my first my first club I joined here was Sun Ten. Oh, and, I love and that place. The place is great, man. It's like it's out it's out in the desert. It's you feel like you're 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 in your own world out there. You're Gosh. you're between two mountain ranges on both yeah. ends, and then you and then you um you just have this great skiing. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of wind out there and other things, but the experience you have is insane. It's and insane. Then, and then we got this new place, you know, Stillwater Lakes Estates that uh, that I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be part of, and and uh, and that place just skis lights out. And and I'm getting to ski with Mike Parsons and and Nick Parsons and you know guys like <laughs> Jeff Milford and you know Winning. Mark Chilcutt and and these guys and and like that 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 experience that you have while skiing plays into it as well, like. I'd rather ski in a, at a lake that's not as good maybe for top performance, but that I have my homies that I want to ski with there. Yeah. You know, the vibe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that, that speaks a lot to the, you know, the places that, you know, that, that we brought up then. Cause yeah, I mean, all of those places that you, that we mentioned is, you know, provides the whole package. So, uh, a couple of buddies of mine, Scott McMillan, Matt Yarbrough, they're waiting for for me over at another one of my happy spots, San Marcos river ranch. I'm going to go over there, watch some guys ski, take a ski ride, um, dude, this is fun, man. Memory lane. I love it. I love it. We got to do We got to do some more of this just so we can, uh, can talk about it. And, 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 and you guys got to get out there and you got to travel and you got to experience these different lakes. And, and if tournaments are the way to do it, do it. And if you can just take trips to do it, do it, but exactly their travel I, experience it, man. Cause, cause every place has a different vibe and a different scene and a different feel. And it, it makes you a better skier to, 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 to round yourself out that way. 100%. And I think you, people would be surprised like just how welcoming most places are, you know, even if, even if they're private 
clubs, like reach out, just, you know, throw, you know, someone might throw you a bone. Um, cause really that that's, you know, we get stuck with our, whether, you know, everyone has their ski crew that they love, but I mean, the, the thing about this sport is, is the, the family is dude, it's global, dude. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Great talk, bro. Let's do it again. And, uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks y'all. 